Welcome to the New Missions Podcast, helping you live life on mission. On today's episode, I have a conversation with comedian David Dean. He just returned from the Dominican Republic, where he spent time with New Missions, visiting his sponsored child and their family. Let's enjoy this conversation. David Dean, so good to be with you today on this podcast. It is great to be on your podcast. It's great to be anywhere with you, Tim us. Well, David, I know our friendship has been spanning the time of more than a decade, but just recently I was watching you via the window of social media, and you were not at home. You were in the wonderful country of the Dominican Republic, visiting some of what I would call your La Familia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where were you? I was in Susua, Republica Dominicana, where um, you probably have never heard of this organization, but New Missions has numerous sites throughout the northern coast of Republica Dominicana. Have you ever heard of New Missions before? I have heard of New Missions. Have you? Yeah, <laughs> I have. They have uh, numerous schools and churches and a health clinic amongst uh, other great uh, life-changing buildings. And uh, so that's where I was in January. And it was beautiful, David. I, you and I travel for the Laugh All Night Comedy Tour, and that's a, an event that helps benefit new missions. And you're a comedian. so. But when you were there just recently, what was impressive on the view that I saw through the lens of your social media was the family relationships you have built. You know, I know that people can give to missions. They can even sponsor a child. They can even go on a site visit and see the work there in the Dominican firsthand. But that wasn't really what I saw on those photos. I saw you with people that were like family. What happened on that trip and and what has made you connect with this these Dominicans in such a way that they're like family to you? That's a great question. And it didn't happen overnight. And it didn't happen over the course of a year. We're talking close to 15, 17 years of visits. And um, once you've connected with a Dominican, you're connected for life. So consequently, all those friendships and contacts and people I met at church years ago, they're now, some of them are now married and some of them have children and some have grandchildren. Some have lost uh, parents, some have lost lives to COVID, some have gone through numerous struggles. And so even though we're separated by a huge body of water, um, and, and thanks to social media, we've been able to stay connected, not just for that one or two weeks of year, but the entire year. And, and so it, it's, it's a little like your own American blood family that you have to sometimes make an effort to stay connected. And so to answer your question, I think by, by all that we've gone through with our Dominican families, like we do with our American families, it, it becomes family. You've been, you've been in the, uh, the foxhole of, of a lot of spiritual battles, and um, it has just, uh, just talking about it, I want to I go back tomorrow. <laughs> And tomorrow, obviously, yeah, you will go back, I'm sure, soon. But that wasn't your first trip, as you mentioned. It was over a long period of time. And, and that's one of the admirations I have for your life and your family, is that you've been involved with missions. Uh, New Missions has been one of those channels. But that you have been 
so faithful and consistent with over time. And as you witnessed with new missions, we are all about that longevity and impact because it, it is not a overnight success. It is a mm-hmm. commitment to see lives change over time. So when was your first trip to the Dominican Republic and the spark for you with missions? I believe it was, it was, uh, you know, you always gauge time on your family members, um, you know, highlights of life and like, you know, birthdays graduate. So I remember our son graduated in 09 and I went his freshman year. So 2005, I went by myself with our good buddy, Mike Williams. And I've always said this from the stage when I do laugh all nights that I wrote in a journal, I'll never come back here without my family and friends. It was that, it was that impactful. Wow. It's like the greatest Christmas present and why keep it to yourself? And so Yeah, 2005. So when you think about the teenagers that I met in 05, they're 30, 35 kids working. I went to uh, a health clinic a couple years ago to to make sure I was COVID-free before I came back to the States, and I had to get a uh, swab up my nostril, which, by the way, I think it went to my brain. (laughs) But when I walked in, this beautiful nurse starts talking to me and uh she remembered me <laughs> one visit we did a vacation bible school when she was a child like probably wow. sixth or seventh grade and now she's a nurse at this clinic one visit tim wow and she called me by name Amazing. it was it, i just i was I was just blown away and that's what's precious about what we are seeing firsthand, David, is the meaning behind it. You know, sometimes you can go on a trip or you can meet your sponsored child or you can spend time with a student at a school and you think it's just a passing moment. But for them, um, it's a frame in their life that is frozen because somebody took the time to care for them. And that's what I even saw through your stories on social media and just the impact I've heard you tell me personally about your Dominican family, I like to say La Familia, you know, you have this amazing connection. But I think too, spiritually, um, what has happened personally to you in your home, spiritually because of these relationships and vice versa? As you know, New Missions is fun. I feel like when I'm talking to you about New Missions, it feels awkward. It's like me as a comedian, it's like me telling Jerry Seinfeld, the club I worked last night and how good the crowd was. That's, that's <laughs> how I feel talking to you about missions. It's you know, new missions is it's it's holistic. They're just not a humanitarian organization. They're a Jesus organization. That's a huge difference. And I don't want to be the guy that just occasionally brings some school supplies or some shoes or helps out with a meal down there. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that says, I'm I'm doing my best to point you to Jesus. And oftentimes in return, they're doing that to me. And there's been a number of humbling moments there in the DR where, you know, they've gathered around and prayed and prayed that laugh all night shows would go well and that sponsorships would continue to spike and that my family would be blessed. And so uh, I I, honestly, I, I, to this day, I can't walk into a grocery store and not think of taking a Dominican friend or two shopping and just the sights and smells 
here in America trigger so much in me of what I've experienced in the DR. And uh, I don't, and I, I'll tell your listeners, you've never experienced church until you've been inside a Dominican church. Mm. And the, the, the energy is, the, the God that we serve is everywhere and it's palpable in a Dominican church. That's beautiful. Yeah. You mentioned about food and, and we'll come back to church in just a moment, but I know that here at home, your mission field has become your neighborhood. Um, in addition to the live events you do around the country, you're on tour frequently on the weekends, weeknights, doing events, corporate events, church events, and you know other fundraising events. You're to date nights. You have a lot of great exposure to people. That is a great outreach and ministry for you, but you've utilized food to reach your neighbors with uh, some of the outdoor grilling and such, which I admire because Jesus used the table. You know, that was the commonplace. He would invite people to begin those gospel conversations. But what did food do for you in the Dominican? Because I've seen some pictures of you at families eating, which is a big step of crossing culture. Sharing a table food, it's, there's an intimacy there. I can't describe it. Food disarms. Everybody's hungry. And when the food on the table has been made by hands that love Jesus and love you, I think it becomes more intimate. You know, I just, I, I think of uh, <laughs> yeah, Zacchaeus's conversion. It took place, you know, over a plate of pasta where Jesus is like, break the bread, let's eat. And I got some things I want to share with you. And, you know, Zacchaeus confessed. But I, I think it was the moment of, you know, it, it's the Last Supper. There were so many moments where it was around a meal table, as you said. Um, so something about eating food with Dominican families. You know, years ago, we would take teams, and uh, we had a list of do's and don'ts on the very first night. And um, I would always, you know, preach to the to our teenagers, uh, just just don't eat the food. Don't eat the, the food. Don't drink the drink. Just politely, no gracias, no thank you. It's, it's, it's a very polite... And then Betsy would step up after me and say, make sure you listen to what David says, not what he does, because he eats everything that people <laughs> offer. And, so uh, true. I, yeah, maybe I just have a, a strong immune system. I've never been sick, but I, yeah, something about being invited to a home and share a meal where they prepared or I had the opportunity to prepare. It's a very intimate setting and it causes you, it allows you, I should say, to spend extra time around a table. You know, mm. if you and I meet somewhere, it's, it's, it's a quick here, win and out show type. But what we enjoy most is what? Yeah, the hang time after. The yeah. hang time after. And that's the, the same with this culture. It's just, uh, and it can go on for hours. You look at your clock and you're like, wow, three hours passed, four hours passed. I got to go. This is, but it was amazing. And back to the spiritual work. We say at New Missions often that the most important work we do is the spiritual work because it outlasts us. You know, it's for the eternal impact. In your own witness up close, because you have been with families in the Dominican through New Missions, how are their lives better spiritually? And you have seen it over time. It's not that it was a, you know, a one-week visit. I mean, 17 years now of being in their lives personally what have you seen spiritually has been an impact up close? Uh, the trajectory of lives of teenagers, it's no different than America. You've got some 
who grasp onto the cross and that some who go through a rebellious stage and then some who go through a rebellious stage and never come back. Um, but when I, it's the same, I think the same template we use here that if you have somebody to come alongside that person, whether they're young or a, a, an adult, but some accountability and community and, and you're, mm. you're checking on them, you're asking them questions. And I think when I, when I find out there's somebody in the DR coming alongside a, a new believer or somebody who's never made a profession of faith, when there's accountability, I'm blown away by the young Dominican kids I've known over the years who come from horrific home lives. Mm. And I'm not talking about inside the walls of the home. I'm talking about where the home is located geographically. The, in America, we call it like the ghetto, the hood, the south side of the tracks how they are able to shine spiritually mm. against the backdrop of where they live. That, that's what has always made me scratch my head. It's, it's got to be God. It's got to be a parent, somebody in the home that's pointing them the way. And uh, I'm always amazed by that. No, that is life-changing and powerful. I, I really appreciate the just the visual analogy of the backdrop and them rising up. And one of the things, David, you believe, and I know that you're living this personally, is that praying for one another matters. Um, you and I have you know, prayed together on numerous occasions for moments and events in our lives with our kids. Um, and for you with these families in the Dominican, where does prayer play a role? From what I've observed, prayer in the DR is as natural as breathing in America. You could be in a conversation and a Dominican will just slide into a prayer with their eyes open, looking at you, sometimes holding you, sometimes holding your hand, sometimes with a hand on the shoulder. But it's not, it's not, hey, can we all stop and look at each other for one moment? Let's, right. let's bow our head and close our eyes in reverence to the one. Right. It's just uh, all of a sudden... It's it's just conversation with God. It's just it just naturally goes into prayer. It's wow. uh, yeah, yeah. A couple of years ago, I was with a Dominican family, and I was the only you know gringo in the house. And there's fifteen, eighteen of my favorite Dominican people in my family, and and uh, we get ready to eat. David, por favor, prayer. And I'm like, I yo hablo un poco español. No, David, no problem, no problem. And I, I did this really choppy American Spanglish prayer. And I can, I can tell you wholeheartedly, Tim, it was one of the few times in my life where I almost felt this linguistic Holy Spirit kind of fall on my mouth. And, and when I got done, I said, amen. I looked up and, you know, some people were kind of staring like, did something just happen to you? Did, was there a transformation in your mouth? And I, I don't know how I prayed. I couldn't repeat it, but it was almost as if God, like he did, uh, you know, Josiah or, or, or Jeremiah when he was a boy, Jeremiah prayed, place your hand on my mouth and give me the words to say. Hmm. And I think I, it was just the, the most incredible moment. I've never had it before and I've never had it since, but at that table, in a tiny house outside of Bombita Village in the Dominican Republic, 
I thank God for our food in Espanol. <laughs> wow. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's beautiful, David, to see God at work. I, I, am, I am encouraged, but I'm also touched by the commitment you've had. And, you know, to the families there, to your own family, you have made missions really part of the fabric. Mentioned earlier about love and DNA and... I have a really close friend who was adopted and we have the conversation frequently of how love really it surpasses DNA. Hmm. And, you know, we have children that were, you know, our children, their offspring, but really we all get adopted by Christ. You know, the yeah. our, God adopts us through Jesus and we all become family because the love of God is greater. And so I think for you and what you're doing through the Dominican Republic with new missions, it's like the love of God becomes greater than the distance, correct? greater than the language, uh, greater than even the cultural gaps where maybe the norms are different, but God through his spirit connects us. And uh, I just admonish you and thank you um, for your commitment and for your love to the Dominican families. And I thank God for you, David. I thank God for you. And I want you to take this the right way. But the the last name to tell us, it is, it's like saying Pedro Martinez in the DR. It's like saying Big Poppy, David Ortiz. I mean, the Detellis name is just, it's revered. And uh, I don't think that there are many people who don't know uh, your your mom and your and your late dad and and you and your your siblings and so I feel like when I go there I've I'm kind of like adopted myself into the Detellos family. There's like this this card you kind of show. Hey, I'm I'm with the family. I'm with the Detellos, and and they know that, and they're they're so proud to say that 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 we get to hang together because they they know the impact that that New Missions has made all throughout the northern coast of, of the DR and, and into Haiti, of course. But um, your your mom has always been uh, the, the biggest cheerleader for the Dominican Republic. Some of my greatest visits through villages, tiny villages in the DR have, have been walking through with your mom. And, uh, you know, you think this, this cute little rambunctious uh, yet humble woman you know, would just walk through with kind of her head down, and but but she she jumps right in with families and and quickly speaks Spanish. When you speak the language, there is an instant uh, connection that, that cannot be described. And your mom's got that capability to go into a Haitian village and speak Creole, and yet with the Dominicans Espanol. And uh, so yeah, when it comes to missions, man, she's my hero, and and uh, she knows how to pound the pavement and, and connect with people. It's a gift. It is. She's definitely one of a kind. And and David, thank you. You know, together we are all family, um, especially sent by God. I look at, you know, the the heritage and legacy of my mom and dad. You know, not only were they called, but they surrendered that call and then invited others to catch that vision and make it their own, which is exactly what you and your family have done. And so I, I just thank you today. I'm I'm encouraged by your story, but by your life and, and the way that you're living missions uh, right where you are, wherever you go, and especially when you step into those Dominican homes and villages. So this was a great time together, man. I really, 
I can't wait for you and I to be back in the Dominican Republic together. Oh, it would be, it's my bucket list. You and I to, to walk the streets of the DR and hang and, uh, for me to kind of tell everybody, Hey, <laughs> that's the queen's son. That's the prince. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I need to, I need to learn some more Spanish. <laughs> oh, you and me both brother. <laughs> Well, David, thanks for the time today. I really enjoyed uh, this conversation. It was my pleasure, but I love you. Thank you for listening to the New Missions Podcast, helping you live life on mission right where you are and wherever you go. If you're interested in sponsoring a child from the Dominican Republic, I want to invite you to visit newmissions.org. That's newmissions.org. And you can search for a child specifically from New Missions in the Dominican Republic. We also want to let you know there's still time to help purchase Bibles for students. Our goal is to give a Bible to every student in our schools from the first grade all the way through high school. Simply visit newmissions.org forward slash Bibles. That's newmissions.org forward slash Bibles. Remember, your mission field is right where you are. Thanks for listening.